Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Jillian Anderson on the show with me. Jillian is an amazing writer and transformational coach who helps women and mothers rock their purposeful work online so they can be the woman that they came here to be, which is a badass boss, babe. I love this conversation I have with Jillian. She's such a powerful, amazing soul. And I know that you're going to get so many golden nuggets out of this episode. She has inspired me even more to get the ball rolling with my book and my own personal writing. And I know that she's going to inspire you so much as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Jillian onto the show. Welcome to the show, Jillian. I am so excited to have you here and can't wait for you to share all of your magic. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is so good. I'm like really excited for to hear about your story, your journey of like what led you to doing what you're doing now and helping women, specifically moms, like really just live their best life and do the things and writing your books. Like what got you on your path to creating this dream life and dream business that you now have and are living out? Well, it was when my son was born, actually in 2013, he was born and it was almost instant that I realized, whoa, I have so much that I need to express inside of myself and I need to, it's so odd because it was a moment of like, whoa, motherhood isn't it for me. As in, this isn't what will fulfill me wholly and completely. Mm -hmm. And so it was a bit of a kind of an awakening to this part of me that really wanted to be expressed and really wanted to write. And so it was when he was, it took some time to come to fruition, but when he was about six months, I started my blog and I started and the first thing I published was his birth story and I just started to write and get myself out there with the intention of building a writing career. And there was another parallel that was all looped into this because you know how things are kind of multidimensional and there's things going on all at once is like the other part of it was when he was born, I realized my old way of doing money and work was just dead to me. Like I could not see myself going back to my job, which my job was really incredible as a healer and a massage therapist. I loved that work and I had trained many years for that work and I was very sought out for that work and had built a practice around that. And, Mm. but I just couldn't trade the time for the money anymore. And I, I wanted to be with him. So it was like this double whammy of like, I need to express myself and 
and I need that creative fulfillment and I need to do work and money differently and step into this different paradigm around it. Wow. And how did you go about stepping into that new paradigm? Well, <laughs> well, first I like tiptoed into it and mm-hmm. you know, the blog was just a blog. And so I was reading more material around how to monetize your blog. Right. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, I wasn't fully aware yet that I could be what I, I could monetize my own products and offerings and services. I was more along the lines of like, I'll write and then I'll get, there'll be income from advertising and there'll be income from, you know, whatever else. So I walked into it lightly and then it was just like one shift as, uh, after another and the blog turned into a business and I started to be at the center of it. And I would say I just got more and more brave about stepping out, claiming what I wanted to do and claiming the ways that I wanted to help people. And then, you know, offering those services and products, um, with the writing staying central to everything that I was doing. Mm. So you were writing your blog and offering like coaching services? Not in the beginning. In the beginning, I, I did offer a a digital product. I do remember this first like quote unquote launch that I had. It's funny to look back on it because I remember it I spoke about it once, maybe like lightly did like one Instagram post and was like, nobody is buying this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so there wasn't coaching in the beginning, but I had already been doing transformational work with women around uh, their sexuality. And that was just a natural extension of my body work and massage practice because I was facilitating womb massage. Mm. So I started to offer services to women who are looking to transform in that area of their life. And it went and grew from there. Wow. And it's like inspiring to hear that you just kind of were brave enough to like make that shift when you had stuff going for you and like really, you know, and then just diving into what your soul was pulling you to do next, even though it probably didn't look super clear. You know, I can't say that it ever looks clear. And for anybody on the path who's listening, it's like you, you are on the path and uh, there's a lot of people saying like, you need to find your thing and you need to have one signature thing and be known for this thing. And I would say that it's just really important to keep, you know, moving forward and you find out what you most want to do through your action and through taking consistent action. I love that. That's so true. I feel like the more you show up and just express like who you are, the more powerful your message becomes and you're always expanding and growing. And so is your purpose. Yes. A hundred percent. Totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. And it's like all about who you are in the process or who you become in the process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you have books as well. So I, when I started this thing, my goal was to build a writing career Mm -hmm. and I have written quite a few books, but let them die on my computer, just like in the graveyard of the files. And wow. Yes. And so what actually just recently happened was I'll give a little backstory Last year, I I had worked on a book proposal. The goal for me was, all right, 
paid to write. Let me get paid to write. So it was like, let me look for this, get this traditional deal where I get, you know, six figure book deal. And that was what I would journal on for months and months and months. Like I get paid to write and I get paid well to write. And I wrote this book proposal. I queried my top agent. And I think one other agent at that time, I had a list of like maybe seven agents that I was planning on querying. I wrote this book proposal I queried her, which for anyone listening who doesn't know what a query query is, it's the email or the letter, quote unquote letter that you send to an agent that's your first contact with them. And it's basically a pitch. You're, you're pitching them your idea and yourself. And I heard back from my top agent with, you know, between 24 to 48 hours. And the next thing you know, we were on the phone wow. and we were talking, yeah, we were talking about a deal and what that would look like. And she was giving me, you know, feedback about what I needed to do to the material, to the sample chapters I had sent. And she wanted me to send her some stuff back. Well, for weeks and months, I didn't show up to send her the stuff back. Mm. I was like, is this self-sabotage? Like, what am I doing? I did have a little bit of communication with her, letting her know I was working on it. But what happened was I actually couldn't I couldn't implement the suggestions that she had given to me. This is, I only realized this in retrospect. Mm. The type of book deal that this was, was almost like uh, an expert brand kind of a book deal. So, you know, you probably see this in the industry that it's like, there's this, you have this expert status, you are the expert on this topic. You kind of have that energy, you know, around this thing. And it wasn't working for me specifically. She wanted some factual and scientific information in the book. Mm. I'm not that kind of writer. So long story short, I actually realized, whoa, I had this major revelation where I I switched my whole mindset from expert to artist. Mm. And ever since I have been so free online and my work and my offerings and everything I'm doing, it's almost like this just I have just completely unchained myself and the handcuffs are off. And I'm just, I went from being, uh, you know, publishing, but I went from publishing inconsistently. So just completely being like, I'm publishing all the time. I'm, I'm just like unleashing all the time because I've let go of the expert. Wow. So she, I let, I basically let it go. I let that opportunity go. And at the time, I didn't know why I was letting it go. And as of today, I am self-publishing my book uh, in my own way, where I have a subscription running for my people. Mm. Where they pay $7 a month and they get every month, they get a new chapter of my book. By the end of the 12 months, they'll get to go through the forthcoming transformational program that comes with the book for free. So it's such a win-win. It's like... Wow they get the transformational program. They'll be the first ones to roll through it. They're the first ones to read the book. And I have to show up every month and get the chapter out, which keeps me accountable to them, which mm-hmm. means no, none of the book, the book cannot be shoved to the depths of the computer any longer. It yes. must now be released. <laughs> oh my God. I love this so freaking much. I feel like you're giving me confirmation because I literally keep saying that, you know, I'm going to finish my book by doing it live. 
online for people. And uh, you just, you're doing that. (laughs) I love it. Like to hold myself accountable to actually like totally finishing it and like creating it for them in the process. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the most important thing is to know how you work mm-hmm. and it, and set yourself up for success. And it took me a while to figure out, wow, I show up for stuff that I've sold. So the reason I was able to discover this about myself, that I needed to have other people hold me accountable, mm-hmm. i.e. I. selling it mm-hmm. <laughs> before it was done, mm-hmm. was it was the same with my, my paid offerings and content so or my paid program. So I would basically sell an offering, sell a service, sell a product before it was created. And I've done that for years now. And so then once it's purchased by people, I have no choice. Now I have to show up and I have to deliver this thing. Yeah. And so I basically did the same thing with the book, which is like, I can't get out of this. This is happening. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. And so you're currently doing that right now? Chapter one drops tomorrow. Oh, wow. I'm so yes. excited for you. Yeah. Thank you. And that, that's awesome. And in addition to like your writing and you sharing your message, you do like the transformational coaching for groups or clients or like, how is that? Well, I do groups. Uh, I do groups and it just, it depends on what's going on. I, as a mom of two now, am like love the digital product uh, way of working with people. Mm-hmm. But I'll always, you know, record something uh, live mm-hmm. and I'll record it again. So groups, uh, some one-on-one, but limited one-on-one right now because just life with the writing yeah. and, with, and with the kids. So yeah. Yeah. I love groups too. I think they're like really transformative and the energy that gets like alchemized in that setting is like next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, what's so great about it is it takes on a life of its own with the energy of the people mm-hmm. that come in mm-hmm. and the support is multiplied in an exponential way in a way that you couldn't have even offered yourself as one person. Yeah. So do you help people like, do you work, you work mostly with mothers, like moms, new moms, right? Well, a lot of it's funny. A lot of my audience is actually women who can see themselves becoming a mom in three uh, to five years, in a couple of years. I do have a lot of moms uh, in my community too, and so it's but it's a mix and a mix of both. Yeah. And do you think that a lot of people have like the same kind of questions and concerns around like motherhood and like living their dreams, like? while they're a mother as well? Yes. So there is a lot of, the women that I work with are really ambitious. And what happens when you become a mom is somehow you're expected, it's expected of you, I guess, that you, your children are like it. It's Mm -hmm. just this societal thing that happens but for the women that I work with, they're ambitious and driven and they creative fulfillment is vital for them, super mm-hmm. important for them. And they're actually not themselves when they're not working on their creative projects or being creative in their lives, whether that's with their business or with 
whatever their creativity looks like, they're not their best version of themselves and therefore they can't pour into their family or their children. Mm. You know, there's a quote and I don't even remember who said this and I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's basically, you know, one of the worst things for your children are the, are the parents unlived creative desires. Mm. And, and so with my work and what I, what I do stand for is women putting their creativity first. And I, I wrote a piece on this. It's called my creativity comes before my child. And here's mm-hmm. why. And, uh, that's probably my most viral piece Wow! because women are afraid to say that mm-hmm. and admit that. And I wanted to just kind of pull it out into the light. Like it's safe to have your thing and to put yourself first and to fill your cup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. I, and I love that you're putting that out there like that because, um, a lot of people deal with mom guilt or so I hear I'm, I'm not a mom yet. I don't, sometimes I go back and forth. Like if I want to be and actually one of, and I'm going to just be very vulnerable as well. Like one of my big fears is like the whole, well, I don't want to put, like, I don't want, you know, to forget who I am or lose who I am or, you know, whatever, I guess, the same fear that a lot of people deal with is like, you know, am I going to be able to still have my passions and my creativity and all this stuff as a mom? It's such a valid fear. And I would say that when, when you're given that, how can I put this? Motherhood can make you more of who you really are Mm. because suddenly, and, and, it's a beautiful thing that you're considering it. I will back up and say that because I think a lot of women just, ex- they're just expected. There's just this expectation mm. that still women, some women don't realize that they do have that choice. Yeah. Uh, and they're just unconsciously like, Oh, this is expected of me. It's expected that I become a mom. Mm. Uh, so that's a thing too. But I would say that for me personally, motherhood made me more of who I am. I didn't lose anything. I, in fact, uh, gained more of who I am. And I believe that to be so because suddenly you're faced with uh, your impermanence on mm-hmm. a deep level and there are now restrictions on your time. And so suddenly you're like, what am I going to do with the time? What is the most important thing to me? Uh, you can get crystal clear on your values, crystal clear on just the non-negotiable things that you need and that you need to accomplish in this incarnation. Mm. And so for some, if it's on your path and it's on your journey, it can be an incredible catalyst and an incredible clarifying time. Uh, will you lose yourself? Do we lose ourselves to gain ourselves sometimes? Mm. I love your perspectives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much to say about all of it. It's a, you know, even thinking about, you know, with my son, it rocked my world and it was hard Mm. for me. You know, I wanted to have my time back. I wanted to have my morning ritual. I wanted to shower when I wanted, I wanted my, myself back Mm. with my daughter who is nine weeks. Mm. I'm just soaking it up. I know that before I know it, I'm going to blink 
and I'm going to have my time back. And so I'm just like in it with her. I've dropped in fully and I'm not rushing it. And that's something that you just, for me, I had to go through in order to be at this place where I could drop in like that. Yeah. And you've created a life and a business around the, the, like what you need and want with your time, which is awesome (laughs) and empowering. And I feel like a lot of people are, there's a lot of people out there that are working towards that as well of like following their passions, doing their creative work, growing their business and having time with their family and loved ones too. And that freedom that comes with it. Yeah. Yes. So what do you have? um, What are your tips on like getting aligned with what you really want to create and, and with calling it, I talk about manifestation a lot on my podcast and like really getting into the energy of it. I'm curious, like what helps you and what do you share with your people that really will help them get aligned with what they want? I think I always go back to one, owning your desires. Mm. So really just wherever you're making yourself wrong for wanting what you want, that's got to come off first. So you have to own it. This is what I want. This is what I want to be. This is is who I want to be. This is what I want to have. This is what I want to do. And if you can't just fully own it, you're not going to move forward in that area. Mm. The next thing is being the person now. Yes. And so, yes. And so it took me a while to anchor this in. It took a lot of trial and error, but being the person now, you know, is assuming the energy of the person who has the results, Mm -hmm. uh, assuming the energy and the posture of the person who has the results. Uh, being the person now means on some levels claiming it publicly. Mm. You know, for instance, me to claim authorship was just, nobody's going to see me as an author unless I see myself as an author. And Mm. it's time for me to claim that. That's just an example. But yeah, so just assuming the energy of the person who has it and that's energetic work, as you know, and as you talk about, you know, that's energetic work and that takes consistent practice. It's not a one-time deal. It's a wake mm-hmm. up every morning and you choose, you choose, you choose, you choose again and again and again. Mm. So. Yes, it is definitely a practice. It makes the human experience so interesting too, because the more you practice it, the, the more you can feel when you're creating resistance or you're going into an old story, you're like, oh shit. Well, at least for me. Yeah. You know, it just becomes like so much more like in your face. Yeah. But it gets easier to navigate back to your truth with that practice and that daily ritual and the daily routine. Yeah. That's actually what my book's going to be kind of about. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me, do you have a working title? Do you? Yeah. It's so funny. Like I literally was just on a different podcast interview and like I brought it, it was brought up again. Um, But yes, it's called Everyday Magic. Love it. Because it's going to be like this everyday practice, ritual, routine kind of thing, sharing lessons and things to raise your vibration to be able to call in what you want and step into your power. Love it. Yeah. 
So thanks for asking. <laughs> of course, yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited to get it out there. Oh, it's going to feel so good. And I, I don't know, you know, for me, when I think about putting a book out there, it's just this, you know, release. And, and then you get to hear all the feedback and, and engage with people as they engage with it. And I think that's one of the most fun parts is how is this, how is this going to serve people and how are they going to, how will it impact them? And yeah, you know, yeah. What is your book that you're doing live now about? The working title is The Vital Mother. Mm. And I'm covering, you know, it's kind of revealing itself as I go, but there are four or five pillars that are revealing themselves, which is one is creative fulfillment. Another is financial empowerment, so the ability mm. to make money on your terms. Um, another one of the pillars is there's physical vitality, but then I have also time, time freedom. So there's these things that really hold up a vital mother mm. and allow a woman to experience uh, motherhood in a way where she's supported. Uh, because what we've seen with our mothers, everybody listening has a mother, right? We've seen mothers doing it, just shouldering way too much having so much on them, pressure of the children's upbringing, well-being, it just all can come back to the mother. And it's its the way that we mother in industrialized nations or the way that the conditions mothers have had to exist inside of mm. don't support mothering and don't yeah. support families and children. And so we basically just need to wipe that clean and just completely redefine what a mother looks like and for me, I want to be an example of a mother who has a ton of support, you know, uh, a mother who's actually entitled, feels entitled to more, more mm -hmm. support, more abundance, just more um, beneath her that can allow her to, to, to be the mother that she wants to be and be with her children in the way that she wants to be with them and uh, have it be on her terms. Mm, that's really powerful. I love how you mentioned the whole like paradigms and constructs that people are subscribed to when it comes to not even just motherhood, but so many things. Yeah. It's like the lifelong journey is like peeling away those paradigms of like how we should be. Yes. How we should be. Yes. And it's such a journey. It's one layer at a time. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. So with your coaching and your writing and like the transformational work that you do, um, do you have like specific tools or specific processes that you like always go to that really facilitate uh, faster transformation? I don't know where that question came from, but I'm just so curious. Yeah, that's an interesting question. So I take a very body-based approach with all of my work. And I mean, I have a background in body work and massage, you know, so for me, you know, you can access transformation through the mind, but you can also access transformation through the body, you know, so with my clients, there will be, you know, we will do body check-ins. We do different things to, you know, what's coming up in your field. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel really 
blessed that it's always an intuitive process with my clients. It's always, uh, I'm really lucky that it's soul, you know, they soul connections Mm -hmm. of like this person and I are meant to be doing this work together. Here we go. And then there's the trusting fully and showing up, you know, to serve them and what comes through and what's facilitated is what's facilitated. Mm. Uh, I've used different tools in the past, like EFT and, Mm. uh, and I love EFT. It's so powerful, uh, to use, but yes, I, I, I take a body based approach, but I also feel like there's this part of me that's really into the mindset right now. That's really into like, let's get you set up for just this, this constant consistency of your, of your mindset. And this, uh, this, mm, this inner work and this inner discipline almost of how you're showing up and this inner awareness of catching yourself and, uh, catching yourself going into old stories, you know, mm-hmm. catching yourself defaulting, right? Because it's just a muscle you have to build. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to being prolific online, you really have to develop this belief system that you're safe. Mm. Almost like that no matter what is said about you or your work or your pot, the podcast interview that you did, whatever is said about whatever this thing, you know, that you return home to yourself and that you have this mindset of I'm out here, I'm doing my work, I'm showing up and Mm. I'm going to show up again tomorrow. And here I am. I woke up again. I'm going to show up today. What does that look like today? And so I, I really, with my clients recently in the last six months, it's been, how can I get them into the energy of being unstoppable Mm. and, and dauntless, really dauntless. Like I'm just going to move forward no matter what. Moving Mm. forward. So I resonate with you so much. Like it's unbelievable. Like the, like just that message alone is like everything that I hope to always give to the people that I'm serving as well of like, just keep moving, keep showing up for yourself and getting into that energy of like being unstoppable. Yes. I think that it was for me, this clicked in because I had, you know, a number of perceived failures in a row. And it was like, Mm. it felt like failure after failure after failure after I had a lot of success with, you know, different offerings and, uh, you know, different things, mark, you know, traditional markers of success, income and programs Mm. doing well and, um, great launches. And, and then I had kind of a streak of failure after failure, quote, unquote. And, I realized like, you know what? Success is just, you just keep going. You really, it's not if you're going to have this thing, it's when you're going to have it. It's not if you're going to be that person. It's when you're going to be that person. It's not, you just keep creating and there you go. You have it. Uh, I feel like there's so, we put so much pressure on ourselves to nail everything and, and, when we don't have a quote unquote success, we turn on ourselves. We can turn on ourselves and make mm-hmm. it about ourselves. And we can say, oh, maybe this is not meant for me, or maybe I'm not meant to do that. Maybe I need to change it up and do something different. Now it's just like own, own it, own what you want to do and just keep going. Mm. How did you uh, get yourself out of that feeling like a failure slump? when you were there? Cause I know like for me personally, when I've had those moments, it could be rough. 
It was rough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, here's what I did. I decided I was, I decided that I was going to separate my emotional state from my work. Mm. I decided that I wasn't going to make it any mean anything about me and that I was going to show up to my work as if it was a quote unquote job. Mm. And I asked myself the question if I was responsible to show up at my quote unquote job today, but I was feeling terrible about myself. Would I call out today? The answer is no. I wasn't that person who would call out unless she absolutely needed to call out. I was not that person. So I always showed up for my work, for Mm. my job. And so I basically just made the same agreement with myself, which where I was like, I will show up for my job myself. This is my job and I will show up. And I don't care if my self-worth is like just below negative zero, whatever. I'm showing up. Mm. And eventually showing up enough kind of starts to empower you. Yes, uh, it definitely empowered me. I also, um, uh, specifically at the time of a couple of these quote unquote failures, uh, I wasn't having, I wasn't being able to anchor into high, higher end. Uh, and I had done high, high end sales and I had sold, you know, high end one-on-one work and I had sold, you know, some high, high end offerings, but I was going to the next level with my pricing and my, you know, and I hadn't been able to like hit that mm. level, you know? And so actually what actually got me moving again was doing some low ticket stuff and some recurring and just stacking recurring payments and, um, changing it up and just offering things that people were jumping on because they, I, they had wanted to work with me, you know, and they were like, Whoa, look at all this, uh, lower tier, these lower tier offerings. And just people started to jump in. And I was like, look at how fun and malleable life online is. Like you really can just do anything Mm -hmm. that you want. Uh, so that built momentum up for me and actually helped me restructure my business in a way that felt better too. So it was all good. Wow. So a lot of positive changes came from that. I think it's yeah. like a lot, a lot of this is a lot of growing your business online is truly like testing things out too and kind of seeing what feels good and seeing what works. And I feel like it's like the deepest personal and spiritual growth journey we can go on is like starting your own business and doing your thing. Yeah. I mean, it tests you and you know this, it tests your, your tenacity and your courage. It, it pulls on all of your resources and your, you know, your just puts it all in front of you, all your stuff, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, so are you right now you've shifted into more like higher level stuff that you're doing with people? So I have a high level offering that actually closes on enrollment closes in the next couple of weeks. It's called the author circle. Oh, nice. And it's my high level and I nailed it with this. This is the thing that's like, it's stuck. I've done masterminds before at high level. Um, loved the experience and loved serving my clients in that setting. But this is basically my new mastermind is called the author circle. Mm-hmm. Nine months, high level support. One of my biggest strengths is helping women with their writing, especially with their copywriting and being able to sell with their words and have, you know, really working on their content, their written content. 
um, whether it be written content they're sharing through their own channels, whether it be the book proposals they want to write, if they want to go for a traditional deal, you're selling yourself really hard there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, down to the query letters um, or whether they want to just publish on their own, you know, so it's uh, a high level nine month experience with me. and then there is an event in Tulum where we're going to come together two days. Nice. Yeah. And that is so exciting for me because I've, I've hosted a retreat and co-hosted a retreat in Tulum before and uh, n- I, no words for those in-person moments together and, and experiences together. So that is my high level offering. And then I have a variety of other ways to work with me that are at other levels. Uh, so there's kind of an entry point for, for everybody. Yeah. Wow. I, I, that's so needed. I feel like the copywriting and the writing um, assistance, especially selling your offers, creating like sales pages and all that stuff. I am. So this is a funny thing. Every time I get into working with my clients, we do a lot of, you know, energy work around who they're being. Of course, that's, mm-hmm. you can't avoid that. You have to do that. But I can't keep my hands off the copy. I'm like, what is your writing? Let me see your writing. We need to, okay, this is why this isn't working or selling. This is, we need to change this. Like, I can't help myself. I love writing so much. I'm just all up in the copywriting. And mm. I don't do copywriting for clients, but I do help them nail it and learn it and master it and utilize it. Mm. Um, which, as you know, online, it, that's what, you know, turns uh, readers into buyers. Yeah. And I think that it's really empowering to teach them how to do it as well, because it's like, you can do that in your posts and your content and your emails. It's not, it's like some like tools that they will be able to use and not like have to rely on someone else to do it for them necessarily. Not that there's anything wrong with having like a copywriter for like your website or something, but. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a skill that I feel if you are online and you don't have the skill mastered, it's probably, you're probably not hitting your goals and your result. You're probably not getting the results that you want to be hitting. Yeah. What is like the, do you notice like a theme or something that people commonly kind of do that like screws up with their results? Yeah. So I don't know if you see this, but a lot of the women I work with have, um, are, very spiritual, very connected to themselves. And well, you're, we're from, you're from New Jersey too. I'm from, Mm -hmm. we have more, there's more of this energy in New Jersey with women where we're, and I don't know if you've, you relate to this, but I feel like I have this masculine energy that comes out. That's like, I'm Mm -hmm. just getting it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of the women that come to work with me, they're so flowery in their language at the end of a post, or it's like very floaty. It's not very direct and clear. And I would say that, you know, masculine as an energy is like direct, clear, focused, pointing the way, guiding like direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when women are wrapping up a post or wrapping up a promotion or telling people what to do, I can sense they're questioning themselves there. And that could be an energetic thing on their prop point. Like maybe they're not so sure of the offering or sure of what they're telling their reader to do. Mm-hmm. But there's also just a language thing of like, you need to tell people, buy here, go here, 
click here, sign up here, you know, and there's sometimes my clients are like, you can, if you want to Mm. click on this button, like, (laughs) it's like, no, no, you know, so uh, I help people first own their energy around telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, really so owning that guiding power or that power of persuasion, right? Because if you're going to persuade somebody to do something, or if you're going to direct someone to do something, you obviously have to believe in the thing Mm -hmm. and believe in yourself and believe in your intention. Uh, so there's that, but then there is just the owning of that power. And sometimes it feels scary for women to say, go here, click here, buy here. Mm -hmm. And so we'll do that, but we'll also, you know, trim the fat. What don't they need in their writing? What's just extra that's not, you know, uh, serving? And I think those are the two things that are coming through around that. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Because I feel like a lot of people, this is probably super helpful. Everything that you've been sharing is super helpful to people who are like writing, to growing their business, to all the things. And it's easier when you know what you're doing not so good to, to shift it and yeah. to get support and to get help and to hit you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Since you're like the writing queen over here. That, I love that. That's like your superpower. I will take that crown and I will wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Copywriting the copy crown. I don't know, but yeah, yeah that was awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you shared so much magic in here. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Is there anything, like any last words or anything that you want to share with everyone listening? You just feel called to share. Yeah. So what's coming through is uh, something about avoidance. And I don't know why, but whoever's listening who might need this, it's coming through is that thing that you're avoiding or those things that you're avoiding, there's medicine for you in that. And it's time to look at what you're avoiding, whether that be your next steps or whatever's coming up and to uh, commit to yourself that you're going to show up and you're going to move through that or those things and take action there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. So where can people find you? I'll put everything in the show notes, but let everyone know where they could find you and connect with you and check out all the things that you're doing. So I am at www.jillian-anderson.com. That's a, that's Jillian with a J. And then my favorite place on social is Instagram. And you can find me at Jillian A. Anderson. Uh, so it, it's Jillian A. Anderson again with a J and that's my favorite place. I like to do the Insta stories and do just behind the scenes everyday stuff and, and share downloads and different things there. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jillian, for being on, for taking the time, for sharing your magic. It was amazing. And everyone make sure you connect with Jillian. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Such an honor. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.